Hi everyone, welcome to Morning Matcha. Today's guest is Katarina Schneider, who's the founder and CEO of Ritual, which is reinventing the vitamin. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us here in your beautiful space. Thanks for coming. Excited so to drink some matcha with you. Yeah, same here. I'm excited to learn about Ritual and how you created it when you were, what, four months pregnant? Four months pregnant, nine months pregnant now, just always pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be the creative force behind yeah, growth. For sure. Um, so yeah, tell us a little, I want to go back to what you did, but what were you up to before ritual? What's your background? I feel like I've had 20 careers, all different, probably, you know, um, started in investment banking, worked at Lehman Brothers uh, before it collapsed. In New York? or uh, Out here, actually. Wow. Doing mergers and acquisitions. Um, and then got into the startup game, um, did strategy and operations for a startup here in L.A., and then became um, the chief of staff to the CEO of Universal Music. Oh, my gosh. How did you go from that to music? Um, I was always passionate about technology, about math, about analytics and data. And they were looking for someone with a analytical mindset mm -hmm. to sift through research and data to kind of understand the industry better. Um, so I got to work on deals like Spotify and help bring Spotify to the U.S. Wow. and show that it, you know, wasn't going to actually cannibalize um, the music market, but actually improve it. Um, yeah. So where was it before? Was it is it based in Sweden? But oh, but Universal is the largest um, record company in the world, and um, they were reluctant to license their music for a while. Uh, without knowing all the facts. Yeah. So did that. And then I met Troy Carter, who was Lady Gaga's manager at the time. Wow. And um, joined his team because he was on the cutting edge of media and entertainment and not just a music manager, but mm -hmm. building businesses and investing in startups. And so I joined um, his company, Adam Factory, as the head of innovation there. What and did they do? What kinds of businesses? Um, we had a media company. We had um, an agency investing and in, we invested in over 70 companies, everything from Uber to Dropbox to Spotify. Before they were big. Before they were big. Wow. Yeah. Well, as they were. Yeah, as they were. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I got to meet a lot of incredible founders and learn how to build brands um, and really kind of merging culture, brand, technology, and was four months pregnant, working with Troy, running his investment fund with him, and just had this kind of aha moment where, uh, you know, cared more than ever what I was putting in and on my body, was always fascinated by health and science, kind of a chemistry nerd myself, but... Mm -hmm. Got rid of deodorants, toothpaste, sunscreens, cleaning supplies, she probably can relate to. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told my husband, you know, don't spray your cologne here. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> then one day was kind of like, you know, what's in this vitamin that I'm taking every single day? I was really skeptical of vitamins overall. I always yeah. thought you can get everything you need from your food, um, from your diet. My mom was a macrobiotic chef, so it was oh, kind of instilled fun. in my head, you know, you eat the seaweed here and... Uh, brown rice here and, um, getting everything from kind of the earth. Um, 
And so it was, I was like, all right, let me take a look at this or not. All right, let me take a look at this, but (laughs) what's in this? Yeah. And realized kind of the same ingredients that I was throwing out throughout the house and looking for were actually in something that I'd been ingesting. What are some of the things that you found? Aluminum, titanium dioxide. um, And also more importantly, when I dug in the, um, the forms of the ingredients did not, did not actually work in the body when you actually did your research. So it turned out that your genetics actually impact how you take in certain nutrients Mm -hmm. and something like folic acid, which we're always told as women, Oh, this is so important. Um, over a third of women have a gene variation where they can't even properly utilize synthetic folate, folic acid. And what's just found in (laughs) over 90% of vitamins. Yeah. So yeah, you need the, you need folate, right? Mm -hmm. Folate, um, methylated folate. Um, and, So that was pretty shocking to me. I mean, I called up a bunch of friends. I was like, what vitamins are you taking? I need a good one. And literally nobody could remember the brand. It was, you know, you know, brown bottle, yellow cap, nature, something. Yeah. There was zero brand affinity in this space, this $36 billion industry in the U.S., which is crazy. One out of two U.S. adults are taking vitamins every day. And literally nobody that I spoke to can remember their brand. You can remember your deodorant, your toothpaste. Yeah. But when it came to vitamins, it was total black box for people. And they like don't actually take them as often <laughs> as they want, right? Yeah. Which is probably good if they're really bad for you. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> um, so fundamentally, I had this moment where I was like, this is not the best time to start a business. I'm about to have a baby. My husband's also a founder. Um, but I felt like I didn't have a choice. I didn't feel like anyone would be approaching solving this problem with the experience and background that I had in in brand building, passion and and questioning and data and research Mm -hmm. and being um, kind of an avid researcher. Yeah. And I wanted to get to the bottom of kind of what was right and what was wrong. So raised uh, our first round of funding while pregnant from, you know, going up north to Silicon Valley VCs and being like, I'm going to reinvent the vitamin and, and I'm four months pregnant. <laughs> um, what was that experience like? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, you know, I think I'm lucky because I had a lot of venture capital relationships that helped along the way, but there were people that um, were really unsure that I would continue working after a lot of men who were like, yeah. oh, you're not going to stop working after you have a kid. I know it's going to happen. And, and like, the boardrooms were mainly men, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, and so I think the people that believed in us early on um, could see my passion and wanted to almost, you know, partner with us and, um, and did in a way. And so forever grateful for those kind of early checks that we got. Um, so it was... You didn't even have the product. Then, didn't have right? a product. I didn't have a team. I just had an idea and passion, and wow. um, was really fired up about it. And you knew from the beginning it was going to be subscription based. No, I knew nothing. I just knew that <laughs> this industry was so yeah. messed up, um, and it needed a change mm-hmm. on so many levels. Yeah. And I knew it was a really big industry. And you knew that you were going to be transparent about all your products going in. Yeah, I think it became kind of a discovery process along the way as we formulated the product. So I hired um, 
Dr. Luke Bucci, who's our lead scientist in-house, um, he was the head of research at um, Schiff, which sold for over a billion dollars to RB. He was the head of research at Renew Life, which sold to Clorox, wow. leading scientist in the industry and um, couldn't have done it without him and basically just asked him a billion questions <laughs> early mm -hmm. on and started to peel away the layers and find out where the skeletons were buried and what was right and what was wrong. And so the initial idea wasn't let's show where every ingredient's coming from and why it's there, even though that's what we ended up doing. It was the, the first thing we tried to figure out is what do women actually need in their diets? Are we being lied to? Mm -hmm. You know, I think I'm getting everything from my food. A lot of my peers think the same way. Uh, let's, so for a year, we just looked at, at women's diets today, not 50 years ago, which yeah. most products were formulated on based on. Um, and it turned out it wasn't the 20 to 40 things in a typical multivitamin that women needed. We identified nine essential nutrients, you know, D3, folate, B12, magnesium, omega-3s, K2, MK7, which you get from fermented foods um, that all of us could use more of and um, other ones as well. Um, and so that was the first thing. And then we got to the forms and we're like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Not all these forms work in the body. Not all of them have clinical studies or research behind them. Let's find the best forms mm -hmm. of those nutrients. And so we partnered with scientists all over the world who are on the cutting edge of those um, forms. So our D3 is the only vegan certified D3 coming from lichen. Our, sorry if I'm getting too no, in the way. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> our omega-3s were used in NASA uh, for research projects are from algae. Both have EPA and DHA, which most people just associate with um, fish. And um, our folate is, is a fourth generation folate that bypasses any gene variation coming from Italy. And so we started talking to all these scientists and we got, you know, I'm a natural storyteller. I love stories. And every single one of these companies had and scientists had their own story to tell. And we're like, why wouldn't we just put this all out there? Like yeah. this isn't our, these aren't our um, ingredients. Mm -hmm. No one's ever shown, you know, you, you can find out where your kale is coming from in your salad if you wanted to go mm -hmm. that far. Um, but how about the vit how about the vitamins you're ingesting every day? And so we've literally became the first um, kind of traceable create the first traceable vitamin where you can go on our site, go to the ingredients and see where everything is coming from and why it's there. But in terms of subscription, that, that came later on. Yeah. yeah. Just to figure out how it's best to replenish it for people to keep taking. Yeah. Cause I guess. as you said, yeah. people forget. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, uh, recently I read this article. I think it was like consumer reports. It was talking about vegan protein supplements and how they've been found to have a lot of like mercury in mm -hmm. them. And that goes back to like the not being able to trace where our, I mean, how does that even get into the vegan? So it's not like you're looking at the <laughs> nutrition facts and it's like mercury this many percent. Right. So yeah. how does that, I mean, I wonder if that relates back to the traceability and what you guys are doing and how people can prevent that in their other products as well. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think when I started the company, I had this idea that the industry was not regulated at all. Um, there were articles in the New York times at the time I, was, I started the business that were saying, you know, the, I think it was the, in New York, um, attorney general or, or someone, someone went to all the GNCs and, and vitamin shops and tested yeah. all the ingredients on the shelves and they weren't, 
what they said they were. And they were like, holy crap, this industry is just broken and not regulated. The more you dig in and the bigger of a business that you build um, and having people on our team from the industry, you realize that um, the industry is actually regulated. So there's rules in place to do testing. There's rules in place to, to test for things like microbes and heavy metals like mercury. Um, but the industry is not enforced. So it's kind of like having a bunch of stop signs and not that many police. So the kind the, of like the beauty industry, would you say? Yeah. I mean, I'm not as familiar, mm-hmm. but maybe even, even worse. So yeah, in a way I think it's the barrier to entry is really low. So anyone can start a vitamin company and, and, but as you grow, you're under the microscope. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's in some ways it's kind of a paradox because you don't, I don't, you know, trust the big companies, but in a way, as you get bigger, there's more, um, emphasis on regulation, um, standard operating procedures. And I think that should give customers, I mean, you know, consumers, um, assurance in some ways, but I think you always have to be a researcher yourself and dig in. Yeah. Always stay curious. I mean, for us, it's, it was crazy. Like the testing that we do, um, is, is (laughs) insane apparently. Um, because we have like three checkpoints where we test for all these things multiple times in the process, the ingredients coming in after the manufacturing several times from the manufacturer. And then we do our own third party testing multiple times and spend a lot of money. Um, but that's because we're kind of obsessed with what we do yeah. and we just think it should be that way, but it's not, it's, that's not necessary mm-hmm. or not, that's not necessary. It's not required. So, okay. You raise your, uh, the first round yeah, and then you do all this research. How long does that take? Uh, the research and, and kind of building the company took about a year. Wow. And then we launched last year or a little uh, over a year ago. Yeah. A little over a year ago we launched, which is so crazy. Yeah. And how many people were working with you at that time? At the time, in the beginning, it was just myself and our scientist, a content person. And then, um, and then I hired, um, someone who was really instrumental to our business in, on the marketing side, um, supply chain ops. Um, so we had a really small, small team. Yeah. Your branding is amazing. Oh, thank you. I love it. Did you, were you inspired by anything or? Yeah, it was actually tough. The first, um, I was inspired by a lot of brands in the beginning and worked with an agency to create not the branding you see, but (laughs) another older version Mm -hmm. that was more elevated. Um, and when it came back, it felt really, um, really niche Mm-hmm. And so to go to back to, which was really stressful. You just raise all this money and you're like, I just spent money on branding that I have to throw out. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it had the legs to scale and be accessible for all women. Um, and so throughout this branding and then partnered with an incredible designer, um, two designers, Michelle Matar. Um, and she became so key to our, to our brand and is part of our family now. Aww. Um, and so working with her and our scientists and Lauren Hayes from our team, we kind of developed what became um, our brand identity, which is kind of this mishmash of science and design and kind of that perfect alignment where the science doesn't feel 
so intimidating and Mm -hmm. we're just, it's like, we're transparent, you know, about our ingredients. Why not be transparent about our language, the language we speak visually, our visual identity and, um, and the way that we communicate with customers. Mm -hmm. And so that that's kind of what developed. And it was just so fun to create this, this brand that, that made me smile. Like the first time I saw our logo and, and the yellow, I was happy. (laughs) It's beautiful. And did that, did that shift? Like how long did that take to develop? Cause it's like a, it's its own entity. It's like a person, right. And it develops its own identity and it changes over time. Totally. And I think a lot of companies make that mistake where they, you know, they'll develop, they'll go to an agency or something and they'll develop a brand guideline or like, um, brand identity. And then but branding is very like living and breathing and, and evolves over time. And you can feel it when a company just works with an agency once. Um, for us, it was important to hire designers and creatives in-house. Mm-hmm. We never go to an agency for anything um, on the branding side. And so in, internally, we have scientists, designers, copywriters, marketers, all sitting together, as you see out here, um, in an open space and, and you know, customer experience too. And that that took over that the initial just visual language. It's what our brand is today where, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have customer, we'll put a beautiful photo on Instagram or, or wherever. Um, and customers will ask questions and we'll respond back within seconds because we have a team of scientists in house. And that's part of our branding yeah. too. It's like combining that, that language. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, and same with our emails. We have this amazing post-purchase email series right now where, um, we created this product, not, not just for like hair, skin and nails, which a lot of us care about. Yeah. <laughs> it was created for, um, it was created to fill the gaps in your diet, which can result in those things, but more importantly, you know, impacts your long-term health, your organs, your blood, your brain, things that you might not be thinking about in your <laughs> early twenties. Or even like turning on a genetic factor, right? Yeah. Like turning on or off mm-hmm. what you're... Well, it changes the way that your genes are expressed mm-hmm. um, and changes your biological clock um, and, and um, shortens it. So um, anyways, yeah. So showing all that through content and through um, email series and all these different touch points is What's your email series? So (laughs) after you subscribe, which is why subscription is important because it's not like, it's not the things that you do once that make you healthy. It's the things that you do repeatedly. Um, And so we realized that. And so when, when for our post-purchase email series, um, we actually have milestones. So you unlock blood building or you unlock organ health or brain health. And over time, over, over the course of taking the product and it's these beautifully illustrated, um, diagrams and what's actually going on in your body on a cellular level. So that's a really big part of the brand as well. Yeah. Cause it gets them excited to get mm-hmm. to the next level yeah. in a weird way, but it's really, it's true. I mean, you take a vitamin and you're like, okay, is it working right now? Mm-hmm. What's it doing? And just everything takes time. Yeah. That's, that's actually a challenge that we're having. Um, I would say a majority of our customers say they feel something different, right? Whether it's mood, energy, skin, hair, there's a large, like there's a significant amount of people that don't feel anything. 
And it's explaining to people that, you know, that's okay. This is not, there's no like quick fix to things. And, um, it's actually, there's things going on in in your body that you can't see or feel. And that's the stuff that actually really does matter. Mm -hmm. But that's a very difficult, I would say, (laughs) challenging, uh, thing that we're still trying to figure out. Like, how do you make long-term health sexy? Like no one thinks it is. Totally. It's like, um, it's not like matcha or coffee where it hits you right away and you're like wired and you get it and Mm -hmm. then you kind of need it like the next day. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, what, what I learned from our scientists was there, there were ways to do that and that the vitamin industry does things like that. Like they'll call, they'll put ingredients in the pills that'll make your pee bright yellow or caffeine. Um, and so you feel like you're getting some kind of instant gratification, but it's not healthy. It's just like expensive piss. Yeah. (laughs) We spend a lot of time talking to our customers and we do that every day, but, um, smell and taste are really important, especially with things like, I'm sure, you know, like omega threes, which can smell like, uh, pond scum. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we developed these minty tabs that go into our vitamins and it's fresh peppermint oil from, Yakima, Washington. So when you take it or smell the product, there's, there's this kind of positive reinforcement. People are obsessed with it and they'll take the tabs and put them in other bottles or they're like purses. So it's something else that you buy. It's not like, no, no, it goes in there. It's in there, but you could take it out. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you can move it around. Yeah. That's awesome. So you talk about interacting with your customers and on and your digital company. So I'm yeah. curious how you treat your social platforms differently from like Instagram to Twitter mm-hmm. to Facebook. Yeah. I think that's just great knowledge for anyone who's either starting a business or um or just their everyday lives. Mainly people starting <laughs> a business though. Yeah, I think that's really important. Some you know, you have people that just assume that you you talk to the customer the same way or visually uh, lengthwise and all these different ways across different channels, but they're all so specific. I, I would say that Instagram is, is definitely a really interesting touch point for us because it allows us to be really visual, um, and conversational at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can't imagine our business without it, um, yeah. especially given, you know, our competitors, which are all owned by big pharma companies and sold in retail, they have no real direct relationship with their customers. Mm-hmm. And yet we're able to, um, we have like an ask Luke series on Instagram where, where customers can literally ask him anything. Um, and we're able to like quickly respond to people, but then also show off our photography skills yeah. and, um, how obsessed we are with design, mm-hmm. um, kind of design and education, um, on Facebook, uh, that's, that allows us to sh- to kind of leverage our content a little bit more. We, we put out articles almost every week. Oh, cool. Yeah. So kind of like what goes in your email series, that kind uh, of information. It, it differs because with the email series we have, I mean, we have different email series, but we have email series for customers and for new customers. Mm-hmm. So, and same with Facebook, it's, it's kind of this balance, like kind of like, what do you want everyone to see? Mm-hmm. Whereas on email it's, um, you can kind of split it out. Um, so it yeah. depends, <laughs> but, uh, for us, it's, I think through Facebook and through Instagram sometimes as well as, uh, when we have one series going out, it's called my ritual and 
um, you know, we have essential for women. That's our product, but we also have essential women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so we're highlighting really inspiring women that Mm -hmm. we know and, and, and showcasing their daily rituals Mm -hmm. that make them who they are through this series called my ritual. Um, and it kind of shows a little bit of a lighter, more lifestyle element to our brand. Um, and we can have fun with and showing kind of the things you do every day really do matter. Um, whether it's being like more organized or going for a run or, or simple things that anyone can kind of adopt. Um, and so we're able to, to highlight that through Facebook. Um, and then also just drop, draw people back to the site and, mm-hmm. and see the content as an article. We're also able to highlight press that we get through Facebook. Um, so if another, um, you know, through our PR efforts, if mm-hmm. someone covers us, then we can repost it um, through our channels. Twitter is really great for customer service. Um, if someone's having an issue, they like tweet at you right yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. I, we love that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's awesome that we can respond to our customers quickly um, we don't have a phone number that people call, like literally. I know, are, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like no one has phone numbers anymore <laughs> or bit companies like tech companies. It's yeah. Mainly. I don't even know how you can get a hold of Instagram. I've tried <laughs> like a million times. I'm Do you like have some issues? <laughs> reporting, but really I just want to ask something. Yeah. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I so think some, some direct to consumer companies still have phone numbers. We just felt like it was not necessary if, if there's an issue, we respond right away. We yeah. have an entire CX team that is obsessed with this kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's more efficient. Yeah. You don't have to hold, you don't have to, I mean, you can do a million things while you're trying. You <laughs> could just do a million things at once now with technology, which is nice. And I love that people can get answers right away while they're on Instagram or yeah. Twitter or whatever. It's super cool. Um, so that's what you use Twitter for mainly. Yeah. Um, it's also just engaging with interesting thought leaders as well. Um, I would say that that could be stronger for us. I think we've, we've been kind of laser focused, um, on Instagram for sure. I, yeah, I feel the same. Like I couldn't imagine our business without Instagram Yeah, and it's really crazy cause I have a love hate relationship with it. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm wasting way too much time mm-hmm. on this thing and my eyes hurt and I need to get <laughs> off it. And but I use it in a way where I, we find out about new products, mm-hmm. new businesses, and we cover that on our site. But you I can really you build, guys, so. yeah, <laughs> we really build like a great community with it. But then at the same time, it could just be, um, I don't know, just make you self-conscious and like all these other things that come along with it. But it's great that you can like literally go on and be like, Oh my God, this vitamin is beautiful. They're super transparent and like shop right from there. Yeah. That's crazy. For me, the most exciting thing about Instagram is seeing how people are tagging the product and talking about it. I think as a CEO and founder, I want to know how people are marketing us Mm -hmm. and how they tell our story. And it helps me evolve how, how we do it ourselves. Um, I don't know if you ever do that, but I literally spent all my time like refreshing and seeing how people are like posting about a vitamin. That's I love that. (laughs) Kind of sad. Don't tell anyone. No, no, I love that. I do that too sometimes with our stuff, but I'll have to go check yours out. Um, so I totally forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Brain fart, pregnancy, brain fart (laughs) happens. Although you're probably more creative, right? Kind of. It's weird because they say that like 
all your creativity goes to creating the baby and then mm. you're like depleted. Huh. But, or I've heard that, but I don't I feel, feel the like opposite. That. Yeah. Yeah. What is I it? I feel less organized for sure. Yeah. Um, but I feel more creative. Like I have, a, I've always had a lot more ideas during pregnancy, which I think is really, I don't know. I don't know the science behind it. Maybe it's just an... You're just going to have to keep getting pregnant and grow the company. (laughs) You have to research this. (laughs) Um, So yeah, what's, what have you, I love asking this question actually. I've been asking it the last few interviews I've done. What have you learned about people through your business and your product? You mean consumers or? Consumers or yeah, consumers, their habits. Their habits. Um, Usually people suck at <laughs> forming suck, and keep. No, no. <laughs> I think people are incredible. Yeah. Um, but I do think they're, it's really hard for people to, to form a habit. And I think you have to hold your hand, hold their hand through it. Um, we've learned that a lot. I and mean, we do a lot of customer surveys and talk to our customers. We, we brought customers in here um, two weeks ago. And I think it's really hard for people to, to do something regularly every day, whether it's taking a vitamin or, or drinking more water. Um, and they need the tools to do that, those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone knows that that's like, you know, <laughs> the greatest thing once you've achieved it. Yeah. Um, and so I think for us thinking about what those tools are on a day-to-day basis, and we tried some personalized habit bots that we created, not just around vitamins, but around drinking more water, moving more, or, um, thinking more positively. And we're just still experimenting and, and trying to understand behavior, um, Is behavioral it psychology app or it's through Facebook messenger. So you get a reminder every day. Cool. Um, but we're trying to really understand that. Um, and, and obviously we want people to take our product more, um, regularly, but we, we have learned that, you know, over 70% of our customers are more regular about taking their vitamins than ever before. And, and that makes sense. You know, you go to the store, you, you buy some random thing. It's ugly. Probably has the worst ingredients ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then you <laughs> run basically, out. You, yeah. yeah. Or you don't even run out. You might like take it two or three times and then you have this dirty vitamin drawer. Yeah. But there are no tools. This com- You know, none of those companies are actually talking to their consumers or are finding out, do you feel great? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you feeling? Or how do I help you form a habit around this? Because they're not direct to consumer. And Um, for us, it's like constantly checking in and also just giving people tools. So we created these cute little sticker calendars where there's like a 21 day challenge or the bots. Um, but we're still trying to figure out how to, um, evolve from being known as a vitamin company to being a habit company, because that, that for us is really kind of very interesting. Um, what are some other habits that you've been like thinking of, I mean, other than the water and stuff. I think for the future for us is, is changing the way that people interact with their everyday products. Um, and so, which is why I don't want us to be known as a vitamin company because I don't, I think it's very limiting. Mm-hmm. I would never see us creating like a sleep tonic yeah. or a glowy skin serum yeah. or, or whatever, or, you know, I, I think, um, for us, it's all about the essentials and, and things are really critical to life mm-hmm. that you do every day. And so that that's everything from to vitamins to 
sky's the limit but i want to know because <laughs> i was reading an article and you had mentioned yeah. it and i was like what are some other like everyday things yeah that i, I do that i don't think about mm -hmm. because it's become a habit for me like i walk my dog every morning mm -hmm. i go to pilates almost every morning i miss pilates yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> Just i'm like talking about that yeah um and you know i'm not what are some of the products that you use on a daily basis makeup <laughs> a face oil that I'm obsessed with but like skincare uh -huh. I use every day um yeah I don't deodorant yeah toothpaste. maybe some deodorant maybe some toothpaste sometimes yeah only, only when I need it no yeah you're lucky yeah toothpaste and deodorant so are those like ones that you've been thinking of or, I mean, but those are ones that people already have a habit around, mm -hmm. I would assume. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're still thinking through what the future looks like for us. I think, um, you know, without getting too specific, there's other categories of products that need disruption that people use every day. And they no also contain really, yeah. ingredients that you don't want on your body. Um, they don't have transparent supply chains um they're packaged in an ugly way or a way that's not really conducive to a great experience um possibly don't use research and science in yeah. the in the best way um so kind of applying all those different lenses for us are interesting and yeah. things that we're thinking about but but it's you know there's a lot to do with our we have one product right now and the business has been growing really well and, and, and thoughtfully around, around this one product that also is living and breathing and we're constantly evolving that. Um, and you can't do a lot of things really well. Mm -mm. And for us, it's not, you know, you have some companies that release hundreds of products or dozens of products. And for us, we're really thoughtful about, you know, if we create one thing, it's the best, it, it, there's nothing else out there that exists like this yeah it's easy to apply beautiful branding like anyone can do that well not mm -hmm. anyone but a lot of people can do that yeah you can just slap on a great identity yeah. and whatever but like is your product really shining because it's the best because there's nothing else like it and ritual definitely I mean even the freaking pill looks beautiful <laughs> it's gorgeous yeah and that wasn't it's kind of like form follows function for us. The pill, you know, I, I didn't want to take five to six different pills. I'm, I'm not sick, mm -hmm. knock on wood or it's not wood plastic, but, um, you know, I, I didn't, we surveyed hundreds of women and the max amount of pills they wanted to take was two. So we were like, how do we fit oil and dry ingredients into one capsule, which is like rarely done unless it's a soft gel and it's like a pace where everything's interacting mm -hmm. and who knows what the stability is like with something like that. Um, so we challenged one of the leading, um, $5 billion manufacturer in the world in, in this space, um, to work with us to create something that was vegan, non-GMO, stripped out talcs, PVP, shellacs and plastics that were used in, in most other pharma types of encapsulations. Um, the outer capsule has a delayed release mechanism. So it bypasses the stomach and gets released in the small intestine. Oh. So that's why a lot of people don't experience nausea and things like burp back. Um, so everything was very intentional. And then we're like, oh yeah. And it's pretty. 
Yeah. <laughs> but that's what most people are, you know, it's interesting. One of the challenges we have is I was at this dinner uh, a couple of weeks ago and everyone's like, I love Rachel. It's so pretty. And I'm taking it. <laughs> and I was like, why do you take it? They're like, cause it's pretty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have a long way to go. Yeah. Like there's so many things that we put effort and, and thought into and money into. Um, but uh, we need to be better at like educating people about, cause sometimes the shiny thing is, is what things yeah. is what people gravitate towards. Hopefully the shiny thing brings them in and then they yeah. learn through your email series and exactly. Facebook content. That's <laughs> true. Smart. So my last question is how has it been for you? Have, I mean, so you started when you were four months pregnant mm-hmm. or, and then like you had your baby, you continued to work. Do you bring your kid to your girl to work? Um, I just want to know <laughs> all of it. Yeah, it was tricky and I'm about to go through it again. Yeah. Um, you know, pregnancy, it, it turns out is like the easy part <laughs> and then you have a kid and, um, I think there's a lot of guilt and balance and I would say it's one of, you know, it's been some of the hardest years of my life, but also the most rewarding in the sense that every day, you know, I have to go to work dinner tonight. I'm not going to see my daughter. Um, and there's just choices that you make. Um, and so for me, it's just really scheduling things, um, and balance and trying to balance them the best way that I can. And also just not feeling guilt. Cause I think that in the beginning I was very guilty about either spending too much time with her and not enough time with the business. We yeah. have a board of investors now. Um, and, and, and that pressure to just grow this into a really big thing personally and, and for the people that believe in us. Um, so for me, it's, it's kind of finding that balance where I'm happy, um, because that impacts everyone. Yeah. Um, so the weekends, for instance, I'm entirely with her and my husband and I, I, you know, most times I'll, it's really hard to shut off the phone, but, um, there'll be chunks of time where I'll literally put my phone away. And mm-hmm. just every time I come home from work, put my phone away for an hour before she goes to bed and just focus on her. And, and so the time that I do spend with her is, um, the best possible time. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, I could spend, you know, I can spend hours with her during the day, but I'll, I'll be doing a lot of other things. I know I'm so focused on her. Um, she's two now and it's like the greatest thing ever. (laughs) It's like pure love and joy. And I feel so happy coming into work in the morning because I've just spent all morning with her. Um, and I love what I'm doing. So it kind of is an amazing, yeah. I feel very lucky. Um, and I think for, for a lot of women, like I, I didn't realize how hard it would be to be a mom. And I just like have so much respect yeah. for <laughs> all these amazing moms, um, whether they're working or not working, like not working to me seems harder, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which I would never imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I love that. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone does it differently. And the guilt thing I'm sure would be really difficult, but again, like you have a little girl and being able to show her what you've created and what you've done and, and having that make you happy and bringing that back to her is just a beautiful thing. You want to, you want your kids to see you happy, whether you're staying at home or or going to work Mm -hmm. every day. And I think for me, that was also why I was important to start my own company 
because I, I've always wanted to build kind of like the life that I, that I've wanted for myself. Um, and it's also like translated into the culture that we've built here. Um, it's really flat and everyone's, I'm like so happy to be around my peers every day. Mm-hmm. Um, like I could get, give, like, I don't care that I'm the C, like to me that being a CEO is yeah. not that important at all. Um, but empowering people to be like by my side through mm-hmm. this, um, in the company and like building this thing together, uh, is so exciting. And, and I'm like really humbled and excited to be surrounded by our team every day. Yeah. They're my friends. Um, I learned so much from them. They're like smarter than me in so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but th- that's also like, I know that if I'm not at home with her, I need to be really like present here. Yeah. Present yeah. here. And also being surrounded by people that I actually want to be around. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you feel the same way. <laughs> I d- I hundred percent feel the same way. I don't have 30 people, yeah. but I definitely feel the same way. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That thanks. was really fun. Oh, thanks so much. It's been so great. So nice getting to know you. And I'm super excited to start taking ritual. For sure. I want to take like three like you <laughs> during pregnancy, right? Yeah. Cool. Although that's check with your doctor. Yeah, yeah. I'll check with my doctor for <laughs> sure. Okay. Thank awesome. you. Thanks so much for having me. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you, so keep in touch, and I'll see you next time.